God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. My friends are, they play for Ann Wilson, who was one half of Heart. They had the opportunity to name their band, Ann Wilson and the, like Tom Petty had the Heartbreakers. Bob Seger had the Silver Bullet Band. Oh, boy. And this band, I must say, is actually really great. Some of the best musicians that I know of. They named their band Ann Wilson and the Awesome Dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Oh, I'm sorry. The Amazing Dogs. That's a bad name. It's atrocious. It's insane. It's not a good name. But here's a good name. John Powers, who I believe is a patron of the show, wrote in, and he wants to talk about Florida, because we talked about Florida recently. Yeah. And he says, Florida? I was literally eyes wide, mouth open, listening to the latest IOK, you're okay, be schnitty coming to Florida? No way. That's awesome. He says, wait, tomorrow? Whatever. I'll make it happen. I'll drive to Tampa, Orlando. The Keys? He says, what? What? Louisiana? Shit. I know the song about never going back to Orlando, but come on now. Florida's a big state. St. Augustine's pretty cool. There's an amphitheater there or the Florida Theater in Jacksonville. I promise I won't throw an alligator at you. Wait till Clint's done with his nationwide tour and book him for a beach tour. By the way, get some lobster rolls while you're in Maine, which I did. He says, oh, well, maybe you guys can come to Florida eventually or I'll just have to get a babysitter and plan a few days in Texas. Anyhow, the tattoo talk inspired me to make an album cover for the comedy album. You know, the one with Snake Bucket, Flinty, and I got some pants on. Zip, period. All the best. Comic John Powers. And he's got some mock-up photos here of you holding your fists up with the F-A-Y-M tattoos and the G-F-Y-F tattoos. Share that screen. Um, let's share the screen. Dude, let's get hip with some technology and share the screen. Dude, let's take it into 19. Let's change. Let's get in in 2019. Dude, I'm about to share the screen like a motherfucker. Dude, let's pretend it's like 2019. Get ultra modern. Oh, yeah. There you go. See it? That's a pretty thin looking pic of me, and that was only like a year ago. Yeah, well, it looks like once you got that Alex Gray neck tattoo. What's GFYF? Go fuck yourself forever. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's that picture from? Do you already know what the picture's from? No, he made that picture. No, but you said it's from a few years ago, so you must recognize it well, somehow. That's, that's me in my studio when I was doing the live streams. Gotcha. Hair was long. My hair's starting to get... I'm growing my hair out. I'm growing it all out. How long is it going to go? I'm just trying to make it as big as I can to make the rest of my body look thinner. I figure if I can get my hair to body ratio, like more hair to body, it'll create the illusion that I'm thinner. Well, I also want to say thank you to Sean for becoming a patron. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean. The way to look thinner is to be thin. I Believe me, I hate to say it. But that's the way to do it. That's some heavy shit right there, son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not currently doing that, but I am just speaking the truth. I, I was doing my other podcast today, and I landed on three truths. I wonder if you'll agree with any of them. Number one, you can't force anyone to love you or to love anything. Love is free, period. Well, Bonnie Raitt said that better than anybody could ever say it. Well, you can't make somebody love you if they don't. Well, I just said it better than her, period. Oh, okay. And I invented that. Number two. Cool. Almost everything is made up. We made up time and 
age and we, we made it all up. Yeah. Now it's useful. It works. It's helpful. But we did make it up. 1130 doesn't exist. Right. Right. That's the second thing. Right. The third thing is don't do it unless Slash would do it. If Slash right. would do it, then do it. If Slash would not do it, when I was in high school, I wanted to start a rock band, and the the other primary force in the band, the other engine of the band, wanted to call the band Super Duper. And I was like, no. I mean, we fought about it, and we never made music together because he wanted to call the band Super Duper. Now, would Slash be in a band called Super Duper? I don't think so. And therefore, neither will I. Here's how the name could have been better. If you'd have called the band Super Duper Party Pooper. <laughs> Then that would Immediate have been a good upgrade. Thing. Immediately, it's better. Uh, yeah, I think you. I don't know if using slash as a baseline grid to what you can or cannot do is a. I'm not. I'm not convinced about that one. That's the only one that's a little sus in my book. The first problem you run into is you're like, should I do the heroin or should I not do the heroin? Slash did do the heroin, and you maybe don't want to do that. Yeah, but would Slash be in a band called Lunar Satan? Yeah, would Slash have a giant dick? That he just didn't mind whipping out all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're thinking about one Tommy Lee. Well, I'm thinking about Tommy Lee. I'm thinking about Lenny Kravitz. And I'm also thinking about one L. Ash. Oh, so you may appreciate this about old Lenny Krav Krav. Is uh, our current driver drove him for like seven years or something. So, of course, you know me. I'm like. How many underage women did he have sex with? Ex- I basically was like, what's up? He said that dude was locked down tight. He said no partying, no drugs, no women on the bus, at least. He said yeah. it was locked down tight. Sounds like a man after my own heart. Sounds like a man who signed an NDA. It sounds like a bus driver signed a non-disclosure. Oh, agreement. you're right. Actually, now that I think about it, he couldn't say anything. Nah. We kept it pretty tight on my bus, but we partied. We partied on my bus. I remember one of the first mornings where I didn't really even know you guys. I was like up early the next day in the front lounge <laughs> reading Celine. I was reading a Celine novel. Everyone's like, what are you doing, dude? If it wasn't me reading Celine or Ollie writing down every word that was being said, we were partying. I mean, I haven't partied in a long time, but I would enjoy the party for a while. And then I would go crawl into my bunk. And yeah. S- I, you can only enjoy if you're not party if you're not drinking you can only enjoy a party for about 30 minutes well i even still drink and i i'm that guy now we've been doing two nights in a row with luke combs and it's nice because you don't have to reset up your gear you're in the same spot for two nights the buses are right there and the first night they had this goose carved out of ice and they had an open bar lobster rolls I mean, it was like it was like Caligula stuff. They had everything you wanted, everything you'd ever need. Night one, and we did all that. We stayed up late. Some guys ended up with some go karts. It it was it was a wild night, right? Night two comes up. Bass player who's ten years younger than me is like, round two, let's go. And I was like, dude, we already did it. I'm old and tired and haven't really recovered from yesterday. It had been a full twenty four hours. I was like, I'm going to bed, dude. And he couldn't understand that. And right. I couldn't understand why he wanted to do it again. Because it was pretty boring, ultimately. And that's with alcohol. Yeah, ultimately, all of it's... I don't know. I did enjoy the old days when I would 
make the acquaintance of a young lady. That's always that was always kind of fun, but that's kind of lose lose too. I don't know. Did you ever watch that show Californication uh, with David Duchovny? Yeah. No. It's such a great show because he's always hooking up with these women. But the thing that that show does better than any show like that is it shows how often it's not, it looks like it would be cool. And there's always weird shit. There's always complications. There's always like, there's just, just stuff that's not cool. It's like every once in a while, it's great. Like you meet somebody they're attractive. They're attracted to you. They're interesting. They're fun. You make out. You hang out together. You go your separate ways. There's no repercussions. But, dude, that's rare. Then you got, like, you meet a lady, and all of a sudden, there's a guy with a gun on your bus yelling, <laughs> that's my wife that you're talking to in the back of your bus. That's a true thing that happened one time. I was there for one of those. Uh, there's times of months, things that happen. There's You start getting to know somebody and you realize, oh, this person's insane. And then right. you you have to extricate yourself from that situation immediately. Before anything happens. Oh, before anything happens. And then you also, then you also have to like go, hey, you know, this is, uh, this is a very temporary sort of situation. I'm not in it for any long haul, you know, because you want that definitely out of the way. You want the negotiations to happen before anything happens. And then you get people like going crazy, but always better to have the person go crazy before rather than after anything happens. So I don't know. It's just there's a lot of stuff where it's just not that cool, even though it seems like it should always be cool. But. There's no such thing as a free Dr. Pepper. Well, there's nothing free. Nothing's free. Everything Nothing's free. Something. You got to pay for it all. Well, I, you know, I've, I've been married <laughs> my entire adult life, but um, I've got to imagine, I mean, I've seen a lot of that stuff and you have firsthand experience from another life, but I've got to imagine that when it's all said and done, when, when it's, when the whole reason that you're there is over, it's got to be feel empty and not great i don't remember that (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing about human beings you can't remember bad shit that's why all your old relationships seem better than they actually were you're like why did we break up again i i can i can only remember the good stuff it's also why people have multiple children it's why people like women will go through that and it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to them physically and mentally spiritually and then like four and a half years later, they're like ready to do it again. Or 13 months later. Sometimes it's that quick. Yeah. We just, we are unable to hold on to, to bad stuff. We survive. But we can fucking romanticize the fuck out of shit and carry that with us our whole lives. Yeah. Like you can date a chick for a week and then she's like, bye bye. And you're like, oh, that was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And you can only remember every wonderful moment <laughs> i mean date her how about just be next to her in traffic i mean you and me are that way we fall in love <laughs> hard <laughs> you and me i've i've fallen in love like hard where i'll just meet somebody and i'm like oh i'm deeply in love with this person now i don't let them know it 
No. I keep that shit boxed up. <laughs> <laughs> I keep that shit tight. But it happens. And you, it happens to you, too. Yeah, and less so these days. But yeah, the little poet in me. Well, I don't see a lot of people. I mean, I, I say I don't see a lot of people I play in front of uh, thousands of people all the time. But I'm talking about I don't like interact with people very often. Yeah. But it happens, dude. You know what happens when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, holy shit. I'm in love all of a sudden. And then you got to go. I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> Why? Uh, I'm in love with you. <laughs> and I have to leave. <laughs> but of course, you can't say that because then you're like, what a weirdo. And But half the time, they're in love with you. And you know it, too. That's what I'm talking about, Clint. You and me are the same way. We'll, we fall in love. We don't fall in love with people who don't love us. Like no. that's that's what monsters do. Monsters <laughs> fall in love with people who don't love them back at all. And they're like, I want you. But you and me are different. We only fall in love with people who we know possibly, but not even possibly, almost assuredly are in love with us. And that's yeah. when it that's when it's the real true deep love. And I mean, I'm talking about at the stoplight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're at the stoplight, you look over and there's the person and you know if they if there the opportunity was there that they would love you and you love them and it's real. Yeah. It's a real thing. I I strongly dislike people that I suspect to dislike me. Like I don't have the thing of like Right. I want people to like me. Like if you've decided you don't like me, I, I almost begrudgingly in a weird way like respect it and accept it, but I don't like you no, no. more. If somebody doesn't like me, GFYF. <laughs> like, for sure. Like, I I accept it, but I also am not going to push the rock up the hill for you. It ain't going to happen. I mean, my, my baseline for everything is that everybody hates me. Like, I just assume everybody hates me, and that's probably why I don't like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, have a, you have an interesting starting point. But as soon as I get the idea that somebody actually likes me, I'm like, oh. I like you too. <laughs> I do like people that like me. <laughs> me too. And the ones I mean, that love me, not, I, I love them. As long as they're also aware of what the social agreements are. Like if it's some if it's like a fan at a show and they're like, "Oh, I like what you do." And they they understand that they're the fan, I'm the artist. We don't really know each other, but we both appreciate what I do. Love that. But as soon as they're like, oh, I love what you do. Now I want your time and I want your energy and I want your affection. I'm like, uh, that's not the social agreement we have. Right. They're like, I love your last record. I love that piece of art you made. And if I wear your skin, do I become you? Yeah. I and mean, it's, like, it's, never, it's never anything that it's never anything like that. It's just this idea that like, hey, I like you. So you owe me something now. I'm like, hmm. Mm. no that's not the agreement <laughs> i like this the primal <sighs> protest that the the infant the infantilized response first just to reject it and go Ugh. well because there's no there also by the way when when that happens there's no talking sense into those people either like you can't go hey i don't know you get away from me there you can't there's no you could just have to go all right, bye-bye. Let's never talk again. Yeah, you know, I've been a side guy my whole career, and so I don't have a lot of direct 
contact with that kind of thing, but I've seen it a lot. You know, like I've seen people at your shows. I've seen people with the, every artist that I've played for. And, you know, there's a guy, there's a guy with the artist that I play for now and he like stalks her and like he tried to come on the bus one day and we're like, dude, you cannot come on the bus. And he had written her this letter about, he, he came on the bus to give her her CD back because oh, he won't be needing it anymore because he's not a fan anymore. But Jeez. then he has this huge letter about what the music means to him and his wife's going to leave him. And he's just, he loves her. He loves the artist I played for, but he also hates her. It's like really clear that he has a very confusing, like love hate thing. And she's just someone who wrote some songs that he likes. Right. So to her, it's real scary and hard to deal with, you know, and I'm sure you've, you've dealt with that. Well, I think it's weird if you're a female. I mean, it's weird if you're, here's what's weird. If you're a, a woman on the earth, you have this whole group of people, half of the half of the people that aren't women basically want to have sex with you. And up until just a few years ago, that meant pretty much just straight up R-A-P-E. <laughs> That's really all it was. I'm only laughing because you spelled it. I spelled it because... <laughs> That's the time we're living in. I can't say it because people will fucking freak out and, or you'll cut it out of the show. So, and I don't, I don't want to cut out of the show because what I'm saying is real. Most of the time that humans have been on the earth, that's really what it's been. And now we live in societies. We agree. We're not going to do that. And we don't, but that's there. And the only thing that I have that even comes close to understand, like getting an idea of what that might be like, is I went to an AA meeting one time in San Francisco and it was all gay guys at this meeting. I didn't know it was a gay meeting of AA, but I went and this was back 20, 25 years ago when I was a hot young lady. And I went into this meeting and after this meeting, these dudes came up to me and they're like, because I was pretty new. I was like a year or two in, into sobriety. So it was a newcomer. And they're like, oh, I think I might be able to help you with your sobriety, son, mm -hmm. with this dick here. Like so you, it felt, was, you felt objectified. You felt like I they was, were being creeps. I definitely felt the heat from these dudes, like in a way that I've never felt at an AA meeting before. And I was like, oh, this must be what it's like when you're a woman at an AA meeting and then a bunch of guys come up and go, Oh, I might be able to help you with your sobriety. And now you add that to like being on stage and being an artist and being a performer. And you're like telling people your innermost secrets. It's gotta be weird and kind of gross. Cause when it's one thing to have women and men, I mean, I don't know, I guess men are into me too, but, it's not the same thing. I watched the new Alex Garland movie last night called Men. Have you seen that? Man, I saw that preview and it looked so good, but then the reviews are not good for it. Is it good? I didn't watch any reviews. I just went in because I, I like Alex Garland and the trailer looked good. Um, I don't know if you'll think it's good. It's real interesting. So the the premise is that I don't. I'm gonna watch it. You don't even want to hear what the premise is. Don't tell me anything. I, I know at some point everybody looks like one dude. So have you seen Anomalisa, the Charlie Kaufman film, the, like the animated film? I saw 
about half of it. I don't think I ever made it all the way through. Where every character voice in the in the movie is Tom Noonan. I couldn't make it through all the way, I don't think. Oh. It, it reminded me a lot of that. But yeah, there's one guy that... It's really interesting, but it's basically about her being terrorized by men. It was... I, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed it. But was it a masterpiece? No. I want that masterpiece. I'm almost done with Sopranos. Well, I already showed you Martyrs, so I've already shown you a masterpiece. Oh, you know what else? You know what it's reminded me of? The, a movie that you showed me all those years ago. Uh, I'm talking about Men. A movie that it reminded me of was Hot Tension, the French film. High Tension. Oh, that horror movie where the it starts out with that weird decapitated head head scene yeah that's some french shit right there man the french dude they they go out of their way to just they go hard they just go out of their way to make you feel really uncomfortable and then when you're like hey man what are you doing they're like oh you don't get it it is art (laughs) we are making art i'm like no man life's hard make the art enjoyable i want to have a respite from life and the french are all about like no we need to reflect life in our movies is that french <laughs> is that a french accent <laughs> is it i felt like at first it was kind of french and then i was like is this french or is this portuguese portuguesa sometimes those french movies show you something so horrible that it's way worse than what you think your bad life is and then so you can feel better about your life because you just watched a 90 minute bleak confusing manifesto did you ever see that movie the vanishing the french movie and then at the end the guy's yeah. just buried in the ground with no nobody's coming to rescue him he's just gonna die in the ground yep and that's the end of the movie and the guy's just reading a paper and he knows he's down there and he's gonna die and that's the end of the movie yeah ah oh, and then they of course then they make an american version of it with ryan reynolds and he escapes yeah well they have to that's, that's our that that's our version even more that they like, you know they did that with martyrs they made an american version of martyrs where it's uh, way less bleak dude that martyrs movie might be one of the worst i think it's i'm gonna just say it's the worst it's neck and neck with blair witch product project as the worst movie of all time <laughs> the worst Dude, that Blair Witch Project is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. I saw it before it even came out in the theaters because we got an advanced copy of it before it was even released. And they're like, oh, check this out. This is the scariest movie I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, it's scaring me into like feeling nauseous with this camera work. Anyways, I did not like that movie. I found it pretty effective at the time, but I was a kid. Martyrs is definitely not a bad movie. You don't like it. I don't know why you don't like it, actually, but it's I I dipped back into it about a year and a half ago. It's real good, really well made. This is coming from a guy who's seen every human centipede movie multiple times. Yeah. First one real good. So the first where, one's really good. Where people are sewing their mouths to somebody's butt. <laughs> so you're like, I don't know what's wrong with martyrs. It's just about people murdering and torturing people. So mm, right. what could be wrong with that? Well, I'm just, it's not a bad movie. It's not the worst movie ever. It's so horrifying. You know what movie some people really do think is the worst movie ever that I, I also kind of liked is the Fred Durst directed fanatic with John Travolta in which he plays a crazy fan. And he's so over the top that it got nominated for like a bunch of Razzie. It's like, and Fred Durst, the guy from Limp Bizkit, it's yeah. his directorial debut. Oh my God. And he don't know much about making movies, but I watched it. I went in for it. And guess what? 
I guess my expectations were so low, but I truly enjoyed it. John Travolta is like full on Nick Cage over the top performance as kind of a mentally handicapped crazy fan right. who kid who kidnaps his favorite uh movie star. So it's got that kind of king of comedy thing, but it's but Fred Durst ain't no Martin Scorsese. But it's called Fanatic and mm. it uh, I would recommend watching. I wish we could watch it together. It came out in 2019. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Let's hear it. Critics, 15. So okay. you know that's bad. And then every once in a while, the critics will give a really bad score to something, but then the audience will kind of like it. Audience, 28. <laughs> that is not a good movie, dude. Do me a favor. Look up Look up a movie called The Greasy Strangler. How do you spell greasy? G-R-E-A-S-Y. Greasy Strangler. I spelled it with an X. The Greasy Strangler. <laughs> the Grugrux. Greekly. The Greasy Strangler. I'm just curious what the critics and the audience score is. Critics 62%, audience 53%. Wow. So what does that mean in the math of uh, Rotten Tomatoes? That means it's watchable. It is weird, though, with... Here's the weird thing about horror movies and Rotten Tomatoes. The critics always give horror movies a lot of leeway. So they'll give Yeah, you kind they'll of give to, horror movies kind of a uh, they'll give it a high score and then really you have to go to the audience to figure out if it's any good or not. And and usually the audience score is lower than the critics when it comes to horror movies. Yeah, you got to grade it differently. You can't grade a horror movie the way you grade a drama or a comedy. I think you got to grade comedies differently. I don't know. A movie, a good movie is a good movie. Like, I know, but let's but let's say that let's say Godfather is a ten out of ten. I don't know. If, do you think that movie is a ten out of ten? My favorite movie of all time. Okay, so we agree. So that's so we so now we have something we can compare to. Let's take a great comedy, Bridesmaids. I was going to say Bridesmaids, maybe okay. the best comedy of all time. Right. Now, those are both 10 out of 10s, but for different reasons. Bridesmaids isn't as good as The Godfather, but it's no. a 10 out of 10 in its own domain. Right. And horror movies are like that, too. Right. If you're going to, if you're going to like grade, like what are the greatest movies of all time? I think in the top 100, Bridesmaids is in there, but yeah. it's not even in the top 10. No, the like Old the Country top- for Old Men's in there. Shawshank Redemption. Mm, I don't know about that. But That's they're going to be dramas. They're probably going to be dramas. Uh, Groundhog Day, kind of a perfect movie. Just rewatched it. Loved it. I mean, a lot of the Harold Ramis stuff. What about Bob? I mean, Wizard of Oz. It's kind of a perfect movie. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, dude. A lot of those classics. Casablanca. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that recently. I mean, I'd put Godfather 2 in there. I th- always think of Godfather and Godfather 2 as one movie. Even though Godfather is a better movie than Godfather 2, but Godfather 2, all that De Niro shit in Godfather 2 is great. Mm-hmm. The, at, at one point, I had a DVD where they took Godfather 1, 2, and 3 and put it all in chronological order. Yeah, I've seen it. So you could watch all of the De Niro shit and then all of the great you know, Godfather and then all of the stuff that happens after the end of Godfather 1. You don't have to watch. You can just turn it off because <laughs> everything after that is not not that great. Well, I I read the book. It's one of the more enjoyable reading experiences I've ever had. The Mario Puzio. Well, that was a huge, hugely successful book. Yeah. And then when they were going to make The Godfather, it, there was a big stink about it because I guess I guess in the book maybe it's 
less like the the guys were more evil or something in the book. Well, there's a actually a movie out right now about all of that about yeah, the drama of and good. I wish they would have made a documentary instead of like a fictionalized yeah. historical fiction account. Yeah, because it was interesting finding out all this information about how that movie got made, but it's not that good. I mean, it's okay. It's fine. It was. I watched all of it, and then I watched The Godfathers again. Well, we're going to sign off here of the movie, the movie corner, Critics Corner. Critics Corner with your thanks, daddies. And I'm going to encourage everyone to check out The Greasy Strangler and Fanatic. And I'm going to encourage people to check out Metal Up Your Ass <laughs> with the Clint Wells. And the Ong Club with Beach Neds. 